It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 840. What's happening, guys? What's going on? Happy hump day, Gronks. How are we? Talking about a hump day, uh, I was listening to it. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, just uh, go and type in hump day replay on your favourite podcast app and you can uh, yep. listen there. You were uh, you were on hump day for a little bit. Yeah, it's nice to receive a call. Um, I, you know... It was uh, my birthday, so I was pretty pissed that I had to take it. But, you know, I did. I did. I did. Um, Georgie boy. uh, What I love about George's project, i.e. hump day replay, is that he's um, he's sort of flexing that creative muscle of, you know, trying to sort of work out how to connect our show, because it is the show about the show, hump Mm -hmm. day, with his show. And so, one of the ways um, we were talking about uh, being in the local paper... Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Did you mention that you've been in the local paper before, or no? I have mentioned it a few times. There was a time. It was the wanted was or the boy from- missing. Which one? Which one? <laughs> no, no, no. It was the uh, yeah, a bit of both. No, but um, no. It was actually there, I had a few. There was me as with a lamb. Should we play the audio from from the from the app? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's recorded a bit, and uh, and here it is. I've got a little bit of a challenge for you for the daily talk show. Sure. You talked about how you. Got the local paper the other day, the Eastern Edition. Yeah. And you were talking about how you could, if it was possible, to get an ad in there. Oh, yeah. So, I've submitted one. (laughs) (laughs) What are they? Is it that easy? Are they free? They're free. (laughs) (laughs) Can you open up the paper and see if we get in? I'll do a little work of where I actually can get this from because I picked it up off a park bench. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're talking local papers. I found one, and it's interesting just to see what's in these things and how they're even operating. Um, I worked out where you could get them. Mm-hmm. George sent me a text message last night and said uh, he gave me the address of a local news agency, and I found it because it was at the end of my street. Um, I went in this morning, got one of the local papers, and the guy said to me, he said, one only. One. I said, oh, <laughs> I'm glad I thought this quickly. I said, what about five? Can I take five? And he's like, one. I was like, just kidding. <laughs> what was he? <laughs> he loved was it. He, oh, okay. So, he wasn't. He was seri- no, he was serious though. Was you serious, can't, you yeah. can, they are free. I mean, it uh-huh. says free on the front, mm-hmm. but he just said one only. And so, and so the, the interesting thing was when you brought up the local paper last week. Yes. The local paper was like a southeast Eastern paper. It wasn't yeah, Bulleen, the Eastern was it? edition. No, it was Eastern edition, and we're okay. in the east. Yeah, this is uh, oh, there it is. Okay, Eastern edition, and so yeah, it's a free the local, local paper. paper. Okay. It's called the it's the the local paper. It's like where the Daily Talk Show. Mm-hmm. It's um you know it d- the it's descriptive is in the name. It's, it's, it's great. like you've uh, you've never handled a newspaper before. You're really <laughs> struggling. Don't know Dude, they are wonky as shit. It's, you it's hold like it up, age, and it's you know just fucking far like, out. Um, anyway, uh, George, your ad's not in there, mate. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm getting old. I may need my magnifying glass like my grandpa used to have, um, but I cannot see your ad in there. I've gone to the... Cl- I mean, there's a there's stuff about, um, you know, Clayton's drug bust. We've got um, the cat curfew that's happening in 2021 in, Cla- ca- uh, in Monash. How can you have a curfew for cats? Well, mate, cats... That's to be indoors. Fucking- they should just be indoors all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Coming setting bosses. in place 
a sun sundown to sunrise mm-hmm. curfew for cats. A couple of the I like that they do dot point summaries in these articles. Ninety six percent of the non cat owners support a nighttime curfew. Of course they do. Yeah. Um, the majority of cat owners, sixty one percent, who responded, also supported the proposed curfew. Uh, so there's you know four uh, f- was it thirty nine? Yeah. So thirty nine percent of people. Do they just not have a good setup indoors for the cat? Is that the concern? Maybe they just didn't get a response from 39% of people. <laughs> yeah. that <laughs> They didn't finish it. Um, uh, most cat owners, 73%, already kept their cats in at night and those who opposed a cat curfew believed it was hard to, con- to, con- to contain cats at night and they don't believe that people should wear masks. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good gear, good gear. No, the actually when I was uh, staying at my parents when we sort of when we came back from our um, long trip, we spent yep. a, a couple of months at mum and dad's, and the uh, my cat, uh, she uh, she gets put in a spot like she would get put in a um, an area of the house yep. where there's like a um, uh, for whatever reason. With the sliding doors and stuff, they needed to put hard things up against the door, yeah, so that my cat couldn't get get through the door. Like couldn't oh. slide the door open. No, that's good, mate. They are they can bloody escape those things. Mm. Um, hang on, I'll just okay, stru- mate. Stru- imagine I'm holding a bloody uh, the age. Mm. Um, anyway, I've got an ad here. This is great. It's not jo- it's not George's ad, but. This guy deserves some props. He's, it's, he's taken out a full sort of quarter-page spread, mm. um, and he says, looking for a professional to run the show? And then he's got... George No, no, no. Ted Ryan. He's a compare, an auctioneer, promotions, A-grade journalist, voiceover, commercials, race caller, <laughs> all sports, race nights, TV, radio, and press, respected member of the media. This guy is an ultimate slashy. What's his name? His name's Ted Ryan, and Ted he's even Ryan. got an email address that's optus optusnet.com.au. Oh, perfect. Ted Ryan. <laughs> Ted Ryan. Done. Dude, it's um some dynamic cards here. <laughs> it is a circus in this pa- in this local paper. <laughs> but anyway, it's not in here and I, I I'm looking in the classified section in the back and it says this is where you can get your free ad. Mm-hmm. It's not here, George. Mate, I'd be contacting them. I'd be contacting them this morning to find out where our ad is. Well, Mr. 97 okay. said that uh, he's like, oh, George has organised this great thing for Tommy. I don't mm. think it's actually going to be in there. I'm like, why? He said, because he didn't receive any confirmation email. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like for a free ad, you would want a confirmation email. That just Look, George is, you know, he's had it tough this week. He's cat munched through his Ethernet cable. Uh, oh, for his he, internet, he or no, his power this. cable oh, for power. his Mac. for the internet box. Oh no! Annoying <laughs> to replace the router. They, Luckily, he had he had a, a friend had one, mm-hmm. and yeah. so he got it. Um, his internet ran out. He was on a oh, no. two hundred gigabyte gigabyte um, limit, and he can went over. He left it on Josh. He left, he left it on. Somehow he, he used 30 gigabytes over the weekend. I was like, mate, what? How? I know and he's how like, he would have done it. Be gone. He, said, he reckons he left Spotify streaming all day, all night. No, no, no. That wouldn't be. Do you know what it was? It was Masterclass. <laughs> I reckon him watching. I was watching him. I'm like, mate, 
you're watching Masterclass. <laughs> how much like how much bandwidth do you have? It's real high res stuff. Oh, but, dude. Um, I mean, there's something with the newspaper thing. Would you call it old fashioned? The newspaper. Mate, it's it's old fashioned. Mm. It's old well, fashioned. <laughs> I actually, I was when I was uh, so I did the telehealth thing uh, last night. So first, yeah. as I'll tell you about the whole experience. So yeah. uh, as as I mentioned yesterday, yesterday, Bree's fucking worried that I'm terminally ill or something, just because I'm being fucking sick for a week, and she's like, "You got to, you know, get sorted, do it just for me." Yeah. And so I'm like, "Cool." Okay, okay. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't want to create any pain for you based on my sickness, so I'll do whatever yeah. I need to do. And Appreciate that. Yeah. And so she uh, she said, "Okay, well, um, book in with like we'll book you in with telehealth." She did it for me, which is very nice. Don't like admin, but I understand I probably shouldn't be looking after those things. Don't have a Medicare card yet. Still on the uh, the family Medicare card. Have to get mum to send a photo every time. I need my Medicare card. I do. But- Tell me about it. I was on that for many, many years. 30th should be the, the sort of yeah. full stop of that. Yeah, that's place. a good idea. Yeah, I like that idea. Actually, the other thing I was thinking, just very quickly, Vic Road sent me a, like our Red Joe is I think it's every three every quarter or something because like our the cars the like full stack films business car I was thinking we got like two hundred and eighty bucks or whatever I was like fuck can't really use the car at the moment do you think it's a gronk move to call up and go guys COVID I can't fucking use the car how, how what's <laughs> no. the deal with the roads or do I just pay they won't they won't they won't do it okay absolutely not anyway so uh, back to the the doctor. So I was expecting some sort of Zoom call, like telehealth. It sounds fancy. I feel like I'm going to be on this Zoom call and or mm. this sort of interactive thing where it will be able to, you know, fucking work everything out. And um, I look at my Google, Brees had sent me a calendar invite. I'm like, hey, babe, where's the um, where's the link to connect? And she goes, oh no, they'll just call you. I was like, okay. So they're just going to call me on the phone. All right, whatever. And so I waited. I get a call from the, from a doctor. I haven't hadn't seen him before, and um, he was asking what was wrong. And um, Bree <laughs> was like, oh, "How'd you go?" Because at one point you said, "I'm not a doctor." <laughs> so I said that to the, because I think he was he was saying, "Oh, like is are you?" Um, uh, he asked a question that would be something around. Oh, like, um, do you think like it could be tonsillitis? Like, it was something like that. I was like, Mate, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. That's what I'm calling you. <laughs> that is a great response yeah. to a doctor. Yeah, I'm not. Usually, it's is, a caveat around. Hey, I'm thinking. Look, yeah, I'm not yeah. a doctor, but well, so that that's the whole thing. <laughs> I, no, I went the other way. I'm like, Mate, I'm I'm not a doctor. That's why I'm calling you. <laughs> like, that's why I'm on the phone with you. And so anyway, he's like, Well, it's hard to. It's hard to work out anything on the phone. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. He's like, look, um, I'm not even joking. He said, uh, uh, I can fax, I can send a fax oh. to oh. the pharmacist and um, you can get uh, antibiotics. And I said, and this is a time where I'm like, even though I'm not a doctor, I'm like, I know I've probably just watched too many documentaries, but... Shouldn't I? Should I not be careful about you know how much uh, antibiotics? You know, I'm, I'm you know don't want to take antibiotics if I don't actually yeah, yeah. have an infection. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. He goes, yeah. No, we we have been criticised for for giving out antibiotics just sort of willy nilly. Understand? Yeah. And then I said, how about <clears throat> how about I take a photo 
of of my throat. Like because the thing is, he's saying like I've got big glands. Like my like yeah. I've got my right side's like he's like is it the size of a golf ball? I think it's fucking hard to like. No, like it might be. Like it's hard to tell. Like I'm like I can feel the surface of it, but it's like I can't feel the whole. I can't grab the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so anyway, I said, can, can I take a photo of my throat? And then you can just see if it does look like tonsillitis or if they, I don't know what fucking tonsillitis mm. is, but like is it inflamed or mm. whatever? He's like, <sighs> he said, no, call, call me old fashioned, but uh, no, I, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> what does that mean? What, you, like, what does that mean? He, <laughs> that, that's like, that's what was so bizarre about it because I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I, if you're going to a doctor, you don't want to go to a fucking sovereign hill. Like, you want to go to... Like, I don't want... A doctor is something... Like, is there any good in a doctor that is old-fashioned? Like, what is old-fashioned? Did he fashioned? mean old-fashioned because he couldn't... Rec- he wouldn't know how to receive a, a, a photo of no, your throat? I think that, I think that it was a little bit sort of... A bit prudish, a bit like, oh, call me old-fashioned. Well, I'm not going to... I don't want to look at your fucking throat on, on, on my what phone. What the fuck? That's a vibe that I got. So anyway, I was like, but so it then, and the funny thing is, he's like, was there anything else? Oh, no, I think that I may, Brie must have put in a few things that were wrong with me. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, oh, is there anything else? And then Brie sitting next to me, I was like, oh, was there anything else? Brie's like, your bloody nose, your nose, your ble- how it's bleeding. I was like, and it was really distraught. When you're in a doctor's uh, appointment and you have someone, and I literally said, I said, sorry, my girlfriend's just coaching me on the side here. I've also <laughs> got a bloody nose. Um, and and so where it, where it ended up was um, he said, uh, isn't it boring people talking about their health stuff? But I, I will finish the story. The He just said, okay, well, on Friday the pathologist is there. So if I still have, like, I've booked in an appointment, and so they'll fucking take bloods and do all this sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. I did say that was the other thing. So when he said, "Ah, oh, bit old fashioned," and so I just said, "Ah, oh, so I just sort of uh, wait here and die." Then <laughs> you <laughs> said that, of, yeah, yeah, I said that. Just oh, he's thinking, who's this guy? I, I, said, I just wait here and die. There he goes. Oh, oh, I don't think that that will happen. I said, "Well, my girlfriend thinks I've got cancer." <laughs> 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 that's what pre- fucking mum and Bree talking fucking hyperbolic. And so, but the thing, like, yeah, so it was very annoying. And so I don't even know, I don't know if I want to go to an old fashioned doctor. I want someone that's fucking gets me on a aura ring and is checking my fucking, you know, connecting to my smartwatch. Quick finger up the bum, see what's going on. No, that's no, no. <laughs> that's, that's old that's fashioned. Old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't even go, he didn't even want a throat pick, <laughs> let alone a finger in the bum. Yeah, yeah. Or just like, are these hemorrhoids? <laughs> Oh, dude! I think this it's is my um, current stool. Like, hey, I've been collecting photos of my shit for the last six weeks. I think oh, I've got a dude. problem, or I'm just eating beetroot. <laughs> dude, do you know my brother lived with a guy who kept? I don't his have bloody feces, by the way. Stool. He's kept his stool in the 
in the freezer in a box. Oh, no. That's psychopath behavior. Because he needed to collect them. No, he needed oh, to collect them for some kind of medical thing. Like, he must have been sending them off. Shit in bags. But <laughs> in a fucking share house, dude. Imagine, imagine experiencing that shit. Oh, mate. I've just made a smoothie At- and the frozen bananas taste like <laughs> shit. <laughs> Jeez, they're real brown, oh. aren't they? I thought that when you put them in the freezer, they don't go brown. But I've had one and it fucking... Tastes like shit. Actual shit. It's just like, I was just looking, just really panicked. Oh, you didn't use the second This is not a green smoothie. Um, Anyway, so. um, uh, And so we had a telehealth appointment for Bodhi. Mm. And. and I open with, oh, well, the um, the Google doctors at daycare have told us that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's she the laughed. whole thing. I think that there is the bit where I'm like low status. So, at the beginning, very low status. I'm not a doctor. And then by the end, when he says fucking old-fashioned sort of thing, I'm just like, look, if you are going to meet me with such a silly comment around like just being old-fashioned... I wonder, I wish I'd, I should have asked, what do you mean? What, is, what does that mean, old-fashioned? Send me your throat. I'll tell you what's wrong. Like, do, do, do you reckon? Um, did he sound old? Yeah, he's an old, old English guy. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, there would be a lot of people struggling with that sort of over the phone. Rather, like, you, you only realise after probably doing it for that long that you're relying so much on sort of face to face. The whole it's, thing I think is we, weird. It's I think like we the, think yeah. that. I think we think that a doctor who's had all this. St- um, you know, all these years of studying mm-hmm. is some sort of great communicator. But I've had sort of doctors that are stoic. They don't say much. They're like, mm-hmm. you're like thinking, what the fuck's going on? And then you get the other side, which is the a, a super caring, like mm-hmm. very thoughtful, you know, catering. To, like, But that's human skill. That's a mm-hmm. skill set for but that's um, where- communicating with another human. But it shows how communication can be the difference between... Working out if someone has a disease or not, like Brie, that's what like Brie was fucking using stats. She was saying, "Oh, do you know like um at the moment like fucking uh, the uh, breast cancer like um it's like mm. down at the moment. Like they're just like, and you hear those stories right of doctors like, yeah, I went to the doctor and they said, oh, I've just got a cold and now I'm fucking mm-hmm. about to die. Like you do hear, but I'm not a um what's it called when you're really worried about hypochondriac." Yeah, I'm not a hyper... Like, if anything, I'm the opposite where it's like, I know I know this is going to work out. I know, like, I've got... I've been drinking, yeah. you know, vitamin C. I've been drinking, you know, orange juice. I'll be good. Yeah, I mean, that's why... I mean, he's he's gone... He's, did he suggest a blood test? Yeah. Well, I think that, that was because of the death a way thing. To I, think that I, but I think that I worried him. I think that I sort of created this fear because he's like, we can swab you, we can do all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, a blood test just actually tells you if you have an infection in your body. That's yeah. the easiest way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people are guessing. But anyway, worth doing. Mm-hmm. Worth. Uh, but yeah, the telehealth thing is is a unique a unique experience. Mm. So um, I mentioned I mentioned uh, yesterday about David Blaine. Oh, is he alive? So David Blaine. So straight after we did the episode, I went onto YouTube to make sure that I yep. sort of it was all ready and raring to go. And it was him uh, in, uh, I think it looked like sort of the Grand Canyon, sort of like it's Arizona way. And uh, it's just him saying, hey, the the new date is September 2. Uh, And so anyway, 
Uh, I'm just reading a variety headline here. David yeah. Blaine postpones helium balloon flight YouTube live stream relocate stunt from New York City to Arizona. Okay. So he's moved it based on weather. I didn't actually it know it was going to be in New York, but yeah, so... David Blaine nixed his plan to float over the Hudson River from uh, New Jersey to New York City, strapped to a bunch of helium balloons, blaming uh, logistical challenges. Instead, the magician and performer will attempt to perform the stunt, which is being bankrolled by YouTube as an original live streaming special more than 2,000 miles away in Arizona. Wow. And and I'm glad it's going ahead. So it's tonight. I mean, this no, is the great thing no, about because no, the problem is to, with tomorrow. Fucking, tomorrow, yeah, with the Australian tomorrow time thing. The so yeah, he said early morning their time. Yeah, here you go. So uh, contingents on the weather in Arizona. His stunt will lift off either September one or two at six a.m. Pacific time. Everything okay. is wind dependent. He said, encouraging fans to set a reminder on YouTube, on the YouTube <laughs> live stream page. So it's three fifty PM on the first of September in Arizona currently, um, at this moment. So, so it will be happening tomorrow. So it'll be twelve. So what time did I say? Was it six? Six AM? I think you said six, six. Yeah, six AM. So tomorrow. So if it's so. three PM, yeah, yeah. It's okay. <clears throat> in twelve hours, yeah, it's going to be night time again. Still for you, yeah. For, like, to, yeah, are you going to stay up? To, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'd love to do that. You stay I think up? It, yeah, it's something to fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> Call me old-fashioned, but <laughs> don't it's you think? just something to do, you know. Don't you agree? <clears throat> it is something to look forward to. It's yeah. something to sort of put in the calendar. Like I would love to, like let's <laughs> definitely, like I, would ju- I haven't been on Discord for a while. Um, it, it actually popped up on my desktop and I saw um, uh, Jake from down the, the road was saying that he was worried about a um, something something about Mary incident with your genes. Oh, no. Based on your um, not wearing undies, <laughs> and then I just remembered yes, that, that was one of the funniest moments in a film. Is so he zips he zips his nut into the jeans, and then th- my favourite bit is they cut to an ambulance, and it's just a paramedic saying, "We have a bleeder," and it just makes yeah. me laugh. It's very funny. That was a line that was thrown around. Yeah, we've got a bleed. We have a bleeder. Yeah. Um, I have also clipped me dick in, in me in my zip. Oh no! Due to dick. no underwear, it happens. Uh-huh. It happens. It's a part of the game. Mm-hmm. Call me old fashioned, <laughs> but yeah. that's just a, a part of the deal, dude. Part of the part deal. of the deal. Um, a bit of a raw deal, isn't it? <laughs> it's definitely raw. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. uh, you may have seen uh, on the Daily Talk Show Instagram, Josh. I know you. Are you still on there? Are you back on? Just trying just... to do it less, but no, I, I've been... I I think I mentioned it on the weekend. I had someone reach out about something that was sort of important. And I was like, yep. fuck. I need to just be looking at my DMs a little bit. Okay, are you getting important shit in there? Yeah. What's what's going on in the DMs? Or just like clients. So just like, hey, Josh, got this project. It's like, oh, oh fuck, great. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Mate, don't say that Instagram doesn't pay off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All those hours spent. No, I was like, fuck, that would have been, if I hadn't written back, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Really? Well, I think that it would have been very much delayed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, no, good. Yeah, what have I I'm all for it. But no, um, you have seen the video. I made a a video of Bodhi, myself and Amy doing a bear hunt 
around the house. So we've um, we've teamed up with Legacy, Melbourne Legacy, for the Legacy Bear Hunt, and this is cute. And so I I, I was saying I was waiting on the package, and mm-hmm. I was waiting on my birthday present. It turned out your birthday present. I'm fucking. We've got so many packages. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy's still waiting on five packages. It's all because we're moving house. So she's buying all this shit. Anyway, well, you said she saw the new couch. In the video, is got that true? N- yes. You got a new yes, couch? Yes, you love it? new couch. Love it. It's actually really good. It's a great couch. I haven't couch, farted it? on it. I haven't farted on it yet. It's a fart catcher. What's the... Can, <laughs> can you, you call like, it... Like, just as a... Like, I think it's a good quality... Where'd you get it from again? Mate, lounge like I this? asked you. You told yeah, me. Yeah. I told Amy. Yeah, she yeah. made the purchase. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> if you want to get... <laughs> that you and I have both good, forgot. If you're looking you for a You and I are the ones that actually shared the links. But we have forgot. We are the second brain somehow. I've forgotten. Yeah. But no, I think that, yeah, if you're interested in a really good couch, Pete Shepard, yeah. Tall Gronk, who's on Hump Day Replay, he has that couch. Does he? Mm-hmm. No way. Did you tell him or did you get it off Pete? Uh, no, so, no, we we got it off. Um, isn't it funny when something's a good product, it just yeah. sort of moves around. So, it went from... Uh, our friend Myrta, and she she yeah. had it. And then uh, when Pete moved into his new place, he was looking for a couch, and he was asking about our the cu- the couch the couch we had at the time. And Bree yeah. said, "Here's a couch that's even better, and it's like very mm. like how easy was the delivery? It's all very oh, easy. Mate, one box, just whack on the legs, just yeah. screw them in, done. That's what yeah. I like about. It. I don't want to have to do shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to do more than just screw on some." Some legs, and so we there, there's definitely a bit of a couch club forming of everyone <laughs> having this couch. It's called the Marie, is the the name of the the, the couch. Marie. I feel like yeah. it's from lounge lovers or something. It's under a grand, mm. yeah, good value. I, I think it was yeah eight or nine hundred bucks, yeah, which seems quite good for it's it's dubbed as the three seater, and so yeah, we're very happy with that, and it did feature in this latest video, mm-hmm. but I just want to say. Go and look at the video. Mm-hmm. Um, it in the video it just explains how you can get involved. <laughs> just, <laughs> just for the couch, just yeah. for the couch. If you want to see the couch, but also if you want to get behind a great charity, so Melbourne Legacy, they're supporting. How's it work? So they're supporting families um, who have been impacted by somebody who has served in, say, the army mm-hmm. or you know the air force in Australia, and they're connecting those families with organizations that support them because it's like it's not just the person who serves that's impacted and so it's actually the whole family and so this organization melbourne legacy does that and so we've got behind them and we've um and they're doing this legacy bear hunt which is so these bears are so fucking cute Mm. brody took one to the coffee shop with us and was showing the guy they're real primo uh, looking aren't they they're real like actually nice nice quality bears i went upstairs last night and this is—I don't have them here. They're in Bodie's bed. He went up. Mm-hmm. He had them in his bed, sleeping with them. It was so cute. I could get it like anyway. the, the the whole bear hunt thing. Like watching Bodie do it, it's like fuck it. I would be. I would get around. Like what he was feeling. I found it. I was like, man, I would be like that. Like I, I would. It would be nice. I'm looking forward to a a time where we can go somewhere. I'm imagining like um, it reminded me of like Easter egg hunts. Like I like yeah, the yeah, like yeah. we need to do an Easter one year where we go somewhere regional that's bigger that's got a bunch of green greenery and stuff yeah and so we can hide eggs and I can fucking elbow Bodie in the head for like the last egg like I'm pumped mate they just fight there is for something it. it's an Hunger old school games. game 
<laughs> Mate, he is an addict. So yesterday he was wild and I and I said to my neighbor, I walked into their place because he fucking mm-hmm. he runs into their house, goes underneath the garage door, like rolls under like he's fucking Tom Cruise from mm-hmm. Mission Impossible and then next minute he's out the back of their joint. So so not on, very rude. <laughs> Um, sometimes he even goes into their drawer and takes food. Oh, no. Absolute animal. And so I said, I'm so sorry. He's just, he's being very, very naughty at the moment and he's being an absolute Is this Michelle Tim's bum. place or who? No, 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 no. This is next, next door. Anyway, <clears throat> I said, yeah, he's been really naughty lately and he's and it's, it's struggling. He said, mm-hmm. but she said, but is he? Or is it your, you know, uh, ability to handle it? It wasn't in go. that that oh, way, no, but it was. It no, it was a light bulb moment because it's like he's actually he hasn't changed. It's mm-hmm. it's your capacity to deal mm-hmm. with the, the does bullshit. Does the neighbor have kids? Well, she grew, she grew up single mum with uh-huh. two twins, uh-huh. and so okay, she sure. knows about yeah, yeah, naughty yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. I was like, mate, that is some fucking. It was a it was a like a moment where I was like, oh my god, that is so true. It's, it's he's not doing fault. anything different. <laughs> it's all my, no, but it is. So it's, what do you, t- what do you take I, from it? How do you take it so you not don't just feel guilty? No, I didn't feel guilty. I was like, oh, <laughs> nah, it's nah, so nah, true fine. because it's just you know sometimes you can't deal with shit. You know that that mm. I can't deal with this right now. It's yeah. like that that in itself is explaining that there are some times mm-hmm. where you can deal with it. But right now, it's not one of those fucking times. Yeah. And so, that is just the, the classic case of parenting. What that works with Bodhi? Like, if you want to settle him down, if he's absolutely crazy, what do you do? Um, oh, mate, there's, there's many things, like, but, but there's not one go-to. Uh, Humans are... Does there need to uh, be... Does there need to... I mean, obviously, I'm not a parent, but I do... If they're being naughty, he's got the step, he sits on the step... And he has to cool it down, even if he's losing the plot. And so sometimes that works, or there's getting out. So it's varied. What's what's going on? What is the scene? Mm-hmm. And so he could be taken out. He could be. You could take him for a walk. You could take him for a drive. You could. There's. And so you have a bunch in your arsenal. It's never as simple as like, what's this one thing he knows that he has to cool down. The step is when he's naughty. He knows that. So you got to build routines around, mm-hmm. you know, things like time out. If you smack, if you do, if you uh, are being naughty or, you know, taking chocolate. What do your parents but, think of the the way that you, like, discipline? Like, I could imagine parents looking at their kids and being like, oh, no, you do it this way or that way. Are your mum and dad hands-on in that regard? Oh, the, the problem is, Josh, they fucking end up being little angels for the grandparents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, they, they are legit different. Like, if, we're, if Bodhi's not with us and he's with mum and dad... He's a different kid. There's yeah. a, and you know what it's like. You know the relate. You have a everyone has a weird relationship with their parents where mm-hmm. it's, it's so unique. Yeah. And so kids, when they're young, they play up. They act yeah. up for their parents. Yeah, yeah. And then, the babysitter comes over and they're a little angel. Yeah. And the babysitter's like, oh, he's such a sweetie. And you're like, he's a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what but, are you? But in that though, in that, you get. The absolute beautiful moments of him waking up this morning and coming and coming like he's in bed and he's just like comes over and kisses me on the face and he says a kiss for you daddy and a hug and then he goes over to mummy's kiss for you mummy and a cuddle like and that's the shit that you just it pays off that's the <laughs> all right you are we're a monster yesterday and 
today you seem different. So let's and try you, and tackle this it's day. Food or what? It, like what? What? What's the trigger for that it's, sort of thing? It's everything, man. Sugar, tiredness, maybe hungry, um, hasn't exercised enough, hasn't got out and about. Like this, the thing is, it's like you try and think about your mood mm-hmm. and what and. I mean, yeah, adults don't even have a handle things. of trying to sort of, you know, skipping, like think about the practices. That could be fun, like with a little skipping rope. <laughs> yes, to yeah, try and yeah. like... I mean, it'll last five minutes. This is the thing you need to be doing, constantly having shit to do. Mm-hmm. And so... But like, how could you yeah, exhaust a, the fuck out of him? Like, how do you just make... You know, like, yeah, like a about. little dog or whatever, you just fucking like... Make it run it like you know what you're going to do this for ten minutes. We're going to go to the yeah, but you also you're also park. happy to just lock a dog in a room and not really care about it. No, from you don't that, do you know, that. Bark. But people that have dogs don't do that. <laughs> well, if you've got a, you could put a dog in a in a in a um, backyard backyard, and and it just there's a there's a difference between a dog and a chop and a human being. Um, as much as some might not say so, if you've got a dog, I'm sure you love it. But you, you also don't fucking feed your your, fur, your dog dried your baby dried food. Actually, yes, I do. Some of the shit Bodie eats definitely looks like dried dog food. food. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's sounding very much similar to like a, a dog. dog. <laughs> That's no, no, I, I do wonder. Yeah, the. Um but JJ, what you're saying is, what's the thing to do? It doesn't matter what the thing, thing to no, do. What's like the tool? Like so, for instance, like if it's so, is it? And this is like this is more just me being curious rather than fucking being like, oh, I'm, 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 I know how to parent because I like call maybe, me old fashioned, but, but get yeah, the but, spoon out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> get exactly. the wooden spoon out. Um, no, but I just I wonder what the. Um, yeah, I wonder what like obviously there's not one single thing mm. that works. But so for instance, you're saying about the he's great with your parents, but then he can be a little fuck with you guys. Like how do you how do you get it so that he's like he is with his parents uh, with your parents with you, or is that just mm. impossible? I just think think about yourself and your relationship with your parents. Mm-hmm. How unique is it? But it's I think that part where- of it, but isn't it so much of it isn't isn't so much the way that kids respond and react based on how the parent is operating. So if the parent yeah. is, but, like but it's so there's, but there's, so there's, it's so laid because there's the, the the relationship the kid has with the parents. It's the mm-hmm. parents with the kid. It's the it's the hours on end that you have to spend with your child that creates a different relationship. It's the Bodhi doesn't see his grandparents every day. I'm sure Bodhi would probably start playing up if he was around mum and dad 24-7. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. It is it is a unique... And and humans are constantly fluctuating in emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel, I feel so more anxious mean- at the moment than I have in a long time. And, and that has to play into... That's not just because of Bodhi, mm-hmm. you know. And so, in, so in that ha- case, does it mean... So, like, I wonder if you are a super chill person or, you know, like the parents that are just like really sort of uh, calm and collected all the time. Like, do you think that... <laughs> they're that, not, that, though. They're but do you not. Think that, but is that is that like a... Like, is there, is there, not, a, is there not a story? Like, there, there can be difficulties and all that sort of thing with being a parent. Mm. But is, is there not like another story that can be told which is 
um, like, oh, no, it doesn't have to be absolutely chaotic or do you think that like because you see that that's what i'm saying it's it is never it's it's like getting a negative comment and a million fucking positive Mm -hmm. ones the negative ones impact and so there's moments in a day like yesterday we had amazing time in the afternoon like Mm -hmm. he he was wild and we went for a drive and he had a sleep and then we got out of the car and we walked along the river and he just it was it was fucking magic and so as much as i talk about some of the hard times because they are hard. Easy times, you don't work for them. You don't have to work in those moments. Mm-hmm. What you need to do in those moments is savor them because they're not, they they don't last forever. And so, nor do the hard times as well. They don't last forever, but they definitely feel more taxing on your emotions and your body mm-hmm. than than the good times. And so. Oh, we had this magic... Let me just talk about the magical afternoon. Mm-hmm. We were down by the river and he took his shoes off and he's just sitting in the sort of little rocks and we're watching this beautiful stream go by. There was kookaburras and um, he's talking to some people that were sitting on the seat and it was just magic. He was playing with this little colourful bug, trying to put rocks on it and suffocate it. But I was like, do you, mate? Do you? And I just sat there just sniffing some fresh, fresh air and was fucking no happy. Ask. And I took a, I took an amazing photo of him and I was like, this is, this is chalk and cheese. Beautiful photo of him just playing, rubbing his hands in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And then the next photo is him. Uh, you know, bare bum taking a piss. <laughs> I was like, that's his fucking Bodie jacket just sitting there playing like an angel next minute just pissing on the tree. <laughs> I mean, the thing, so, the thing, I mean, the thing with parenting in some regards is it's like, because it's the one thing that you could, like, you're always told, like, never fucking, like, don't tell people how to parent, right? Don't tell people, don't. Uh, you don't know what it's like, or even like other parents, right? Like you as a parent, don't fucking tell another person how to parent. Is there is there not potentially a missed opportunity missed opportunity in growth and development in trying to like figure out these things or to like listen or to, to do, you, do you know what I mean? Like I I just I. I just I feel like in a, in yeah, a but lot what's of ways. the end goal? What do you, what's the end goal though? Because if if one thing you know for sure is that there's going to be tough times, and so I know you go to what are the tools, what are the things you can do, what mm-hmm. do you know that will work? It's not about removing do, tough. It's not about removing tough times. I think like it just. I feel like it's how do you create a um, how do you create mechanisms so that. Uh, a kid who's not feeling great or is playing up doesn't fuck up your order. Like I know it's impossible yeah, for it yeah. not to impact your no, day. No, but the thing but is, did- that's the thing. It, your day doesn't need. I know this. Okay, this is advice to myself though. That it's mm-hmm. that sometimes he does the same thing and I respond differently. Mm-hmm. And so it is totally about checking yourself mm-hmm. when your partner's in a bit of a funk. Does that mean that you need a fucking be a piece of shit too yeah. and it's like sometimes you just need to f- feel it for them and 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 be stronger or be in it with them or you know so there's a that's the thing it is just hard plus mm. sleep depriv- dep- deprivation and mm-hmm. all these things yeah. and pr- life's pressures that a child doesn't have to think about you know have you had um, any aha moments as a parent where you've realized something that you were doing before or 
or you've changed something and it's made a massive difference? Um, oh, I mean, the, any of them have been things for me, though, like the meditation, like you just, the not drinking, like that sort of irritability that mm-hmm. I reckon I'm just much shorter if I'm drinking. Like, and so they're, they're not, they're gradual aha moments that are like cementing a understanding of something. It's like, ah, I see. I see that's work. that's what's happening here. But it is like think about being infuriated mm-hmm. and then just sitting in that like oh my god this is I'm fucking I'm fucking infuriated right now like mm-hmm. there's not many times like it is challenging like it's so easy to just f- sit in it and fucking cry because it's that it's that painful and you're like crying is easier and better than getting angry. Like, because angry isn't helping Bodhi. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, I mean, we're, we're struggling at the moment. Just, and, and it's interesting because things are going well, mm-hmm. but things are going well for us. Things are going well for the business. You know, we've got a great new place. Like, so much to be grateful for, but you can still feel fucking out of control mm-hmm. like a lot of parents do. Um, I know Shannon, Shannon who listens and messaged me and she's struggling too. And I'm like, fuck, it's like her stuff is, it's, it is what parents go through is very similar. Like mm-hmm. you're all feeling it. It's like, wow, we are, the, the experience of parenting is very similar for a lot. And so then you get angels that are just like, you know. But I'm sure they'll come and bite you on the bum when you're a teenager. So, when they're teenagers. But it's also like not. It's not necessarily <laughs> like I think that home. part of it is. It's like why do people feel the need to give feedback, or what? Why do people want like say, "Oh, this is how you should do it," or "What about this?" or "What about that?" Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Yeah, I think there's uh, from the outside looking in. It is very easy to see a fix. It's like advice is the most easy thing to give when you're not fucking feeling the emotion of it being your own child. And so, when you see... And I'd do the same. I, if I'm looking at someone, I could say, oh, this is what I'd do right now. Yeah. That is that is easy. There's nothing There's there's nothing hard about that. But the because you've got clarity. The shit you don't have emotion. Like, yeah, like no. the, 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 the interesting thing... Like, it's like me. Like, I always feel great when I fucking do the washing and get all these things done. Like the things that people tell me that I should do, get on an exercise But Like there is a reason why these are common yeah. ideas, meditate or like because they actually work. No, exactly. But I, that's where the, the, the lack of consideration being that at that moment someone giving you feedback about how to parent mm-hmm. is not taking into consideration or not being empathetic with that kid probably being with you since they've woken up and it's 10 hours since they have been to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so, all those other hours. So, yes, you've got the answer. And yes, I think that you saying to make sure that you reinforce the thing that you just said you're going to discipline them with, but then they do it and you don't. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's fucking true. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take into consideration just you being at a 1% in your tank Mm-hmm. And so many other things like so. What happens with like community parent or like uh, like community responsibility when it comes to or like extended family or, or things like that? Don't you think that there should be some level of buy in for the people around children beyond their parents? 
I do. I, I, that's definitely, I'm not saying if you're um, in your family, you, you shouldn't say anything because it's not your kid. I don't believe mm-hmm. that. Um, it is just about being sensitive about how you approach these things. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, you don't like a piece of advice that you probably know you should be fucking taking in mm-hmm. the moment. And it's you know, not like fucking, part of it is like it's not like I guess people would say it's not your business. Like like yeah, it's yeah. it's not yeah. your it's not your problem to per se. It's not your business. It's judgmental. It's all these sorts of things. But then I also th- I think about it from the perspective of how you and I approach many things. I think that the uniqueness yeah. in what we do is like we're talking about everything like we've like from a business perspective how we're going to do like we're constantly strategizing and so mm. it's it's mm. interesting having a, a close friend who's has a kid who you have these conversations with or whatever mm. but it's it feels like potentially the parent journey mm. seems like a lonely one like it seems like there's a a lot of um yeah. identity and pride and all of these sorts of things of like and stoicism in we're doing it our way or and this isn't even stuff that you've said i just feel like this is the common concept like this is the perspective yeah. that, for for most when it comes to parenting yeah 100 percent. but i don't i don't think it's necessarily it may seem like that but i don't know if parents across the border are being stoic because they're not taking advice on it. It's everything from, it's all that, what I was talking to of, uh, maybe the thing, it's like when I try and fix Amy's problems when she tells me a problem. Yeah. Maybe what they need in that moment is a fucking hand on the back and saying, are you okay? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I mean, the- <laughs> this is a better reason to cry on the show than <laughs> yeah, you, you exactly. fucking pussy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, are you okay? It's, it's so fucking emotional. Being a parent is so fucking emotional. Like it's, think about, feel like when you're a kid, how, how much you feel stuff, like it instantly connects you back to, to being a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's not, I'm not fucking sad at all, but it's, mm-hmm. It's amazing how it it does get your emotions going. Mm-hmm. And what do you what do you think? It, like, what's the actual? What is the emotion then? I don't, I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird one because I'm not crying out of being sad at all. Mm-hmm. It's like um, it's like when you get so if someone was to say like say to you, you know, I've become emotional as a parent. It's like I don't know. Maybe it taps you into something that you feel a bit more. And you're a bit more vulnerable. And so, because being a parent, there is, you're open to, you're open to so many more things that could go wrong. Like the consideration of a child being sick or the birth not going right. Like these are mm-hmm. fucking things that are, you confront when you realize that your wife's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, and that's confronting because I'm like, I don't want to fucking confront that. But then I, and then, I don't have much option but to. Mm. And so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's fucking tough. It's mm. tough. And so, like, is it, do you feel the, the pressure to be doing the right thing? Um, or like, well, how you do want you to do, know, I think it's the make, pressure do you, to do the right thing by the child. You yeah. want the best for, you want the best for the child. 
Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, that's when I think you probably feel when you haven't done the right thing as in you've uh, reacted mm-hmm. when you know that hasn't been what needed to uh, have happened in that moment, whether it be, you know, yelled or, or you know, put in the room and closed the door because you can't fucking handle it anymore. But mm-hmm. it's... um. And so, yeah, that's where the guilt and all of that shit happens. And, and it's, it's just, it's tough times at the moment. Where, where do you think it changes from having a three-year-old versus having a teenager? Do you have any sense of oh, dude, it's what a, the it's, difference is going to be? I think it's literally just, it, you're resetting. It, mm. Like, I don't think, maybe it gets easier, but I think about myself as a kid, mm. teenager the shit I got up to, mm-hmm. you know, the fucking people who didn't make it out, <laughs> this, like from the teenage years that I was, fr- you know, the, my mates. And so that's where it's like, oh God, I can't, you can, you wouldn't, you would, you'd want to pull the pin if you fucking mm-hmm. really delved into all the different stages mm-hmm. and what it's going to bring. And so really you have to be, ignorant to what's ahead even though you know that it is ahead but take for now what it is and try and do your best if it is such an emotional personal thing and then you have the realization that you're parenting with someone else how do Mm. how does that how does that mesh how do your personal those personal emotions which are connected to your childhood Mm. how do they meet oh yeah I think there's fr- there can be friction. It's like two people having different money stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't care about debt. You know, mm-hmm. I'll go into... I'm, I'm not saying that's me, but like I I've got, you know, card. and then the other person... <laughs> but I do love a credit card. <laughs> fucking, fucking, this is, this show's run on credit cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get your frequent flyers. <laughs> um, but... And then the other person's like anti-debt, doesn't want it, wants to have make sure they've got the savings, got the buckets in order, you know, the barefoot strategy. Mm-hmm. That's going to cause friction. So... I don't think it's as clear cut as probably a money story, but definitely the parenting thing with a partner, there's there's what you're saying about external parenting from people looking in. You do that with your own partner. Yeah. You're like, mate, I would be doing that differently. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's not fucking productive either. But it's also there's something in the – like with if you look at how we see business and how you have um, – Revenue, lead, lag, all of these like metrics and goal setting and all of this sort of stuff. Um, and then you have the the lifestyle, culture. Like there's, I think there's a lot of similarities in some mm. regards because it's like maybe sometimes that feedback, it's like someone who's running a culture-based business getting told, getting, you know, having specific questions or thoughts or advice based on, how to increase revenue. Does, does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like the, like the, like it, it feels like the, there's the obvious, right? So there's the obvious, which is like, uh, fucking, you know, you watch Super Nanny. Do you remember Super Nanny? Unacceptable. Nanny? Unacceptable. Uh, Unacceptable. And so with like, the, there's, okay, you need, you need all of this structure and you need to be doing this thing and you need to be mm. fucking like, and then you have the reality of creating a good experience for a child. Like, is that a good experience versus going mm. out and just being free, free spirited and 
and all mm. of that sort of thing. Um, yeah, str- it's massive responsibility mm-hmm. because then then you think about how you reflect on your childhood and the approach that was taken. Mm-hmm. Or the the thought in your childhood and not really understanding what approach was taken. I don't think I feel like I I know what approach was taken by my parents, other than they fucking loved me and they would do anything, and they cared about where what I wanted and what I wanted, what I was thinking. Um, do you feel like you were, so, you were trying to recreate what your parents did for you? I guess like most nah, people have like one nah. of two ways, or it's like I guess you're doing a bit of a hybrid. Where it's like... De- well, definitely. Yeah. I mean, one thing that's pretty fucking spot on is a loving environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, child understanding how much they mean to you and mm-hmm. and that, that they're loved and, and, and being there for them and making them feel safe. Like all these core needs. Mm-hmm. So, there's ticking the boxes there because not everyone nails that. Mm-hmm. And so... Nailing some of those, which build, you know, the fundamentals of of a, of their human, you know, experience, and mm-hmm. plus the other stuff like understanding boundaries and all of this stuff. Like, yeah, it, yeah, there's <laughs> there's so much going on in mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. I think like it's yeah. definitely worth talking about because I think that like you're not alone. I think that mm. even people without the challenges of having kids are struggling yeah and so then you add uh, you know a few human bodies that i can need to be looked after and cared for like i can imagine it's extremely tough yeah yeah anyway i'll be um fending Bodie off from eating my birthday cake that amy made right, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> that's, my, yeah. that's my day Have you eaten, how are, you're gonna eat the whole thing <laughs> won't you? you go. i know i had one slice last night and really? it was small i um did amy make we, that she so, made it. She's fuck. A How freak. did she make it? When did she make it? Did you see her making it? Mate, uh, mothers are super superheroes. They where, where, where'd she make? Can she be a mother. They bedroom. can do a bunch of work and fucking make a double decker Rocky Road cake for her thirty second birthday. Do you know what it reminded me of? Like, there's um, fuck, oh, I'm not gonna be able to find it, but I think it was Rugrats. Oh yeah. In Rugrats, there was like a scene with like a chocolate cake. You know, like cartoons have a really good way of like. Creating a cake that you just want to eat. Mm. I'm typing yeah, in Rugrats yeah. cake, and unfortunately, every like it's just all parents have made Rugrats made cakes Rugrats cakes for their for their kids. <laughs> but um, I love uh, cake. Right, anyway. All right, um, everyone, look after yourselves. I mean, the thing it's a um, in the th- like it. I think that the f- the friction is it's like it's not coming from a judgmental place either. When mm. when people mm. are like, I, th- I think from an empathetic perspective i see i see both i see why advice is the worst thing in a lot of ways and it just triggers Mm. and it doesn't help Mm. and then you see you you and i have seen how we we do that with our own partners where it's like we want to help and it's like oh we see when you Mm. see the obvious it feels like oh fuck i need to need to show i need to say something or maybe i could help or whatever Mm. it is and so i think that that's an, an interesting challenge uh, for other people, it's like, oh no, well that's not your like that's not your job. I don't even think mm-hmm. it's necessarily about. The interesting thing is, it's not even coaching. Like you look at like Michael Bungay Stania, where it's like, oh, you know, the advice monster don't do advice or whatever. But I, I don't even think necessarily 
that there is a place at the moment for conversations. If I was to ask questions around, like to try and get mm. to that point, it's like I don't think that that's the answer either. Yeah, it's it's delicate and most likely the time that you feel like you want to give a piece of advice is mm. probably at a highly emotional moment mm. because that's when advice comes to your head yep. when you're in a scenario where shit is like, oh, I see the problem. This is fucking clear as day yeah. to me. Well, because most of the time the also we don't give, like I think that our default is shut up, don't give advice. And so mm-hmm. there's normally a trigger point seeing your, your friend struggle or saying, like yeah. whatever yeah. it is to be like, oh, maybe like maybe this or that. Yeah. And that's the same thing with yeah. you with like food with me where it's like, mm. it's so tempting when you see someone being like, man, I want to fucking, uh, I want to get ripped. It's like, mate, you had two burritos for dinner. Just, <laughs> why'd you do that? Yeah. But you can't, but you it's like, the there is a better, point. Where, yeah. But there is a point where it's like, you recognize it's like, Oh, actually like that's saying the burrito thing isn't actually going to move you closer to being ripped. Like, cause Josh knows that he yeah. doesn't like, so it's that whole thing of everyone knows the obvious. Everyone knows what they yeah, need to yeah. do. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, we know we know what to do, but we don't do what we know. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a classic classic line. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, right. happy it's a daily talk show. Love you, TJ. Love you guys. Love you, right. Josh. Catch you guys. Have a good one. Enjoy See your day. You guys.